It's Friday, August 25th, 2023, and this is the Progress Texas Daily Dispatch. Rapid response on the breaking news stories Texas progressives need to know. I'm Chris Mosier. The biggest story across Texas and about Texas nationally this morning is how close the Texas power grid came yesterday to statewide rolling blackouts as demand threatened to exceed supply. Texas Public Radio says San Antonio's municipally owned CPS Energy and that city's Office of Emergency Management warned residents to prepare for imminent power outages yesterday with Mayor Ron Nuremberg urging his constituents to remain calm, prepare batteries, portable chargers and flashlights, and to take care to have an off-grid power source for any vital medical devices. CPS Energy CEO Rudy Garza explains that in a situation where ERCOT cannot meet demand, it's on regional suppliers like CPS to shed load, again, a sanitized term for cutting power off from customers, to offset the demand that the statewide grid cannot meet. A reminder that this is possibly not over, as ERCOT's weather warning will persist through this weekend, along with high temperatures. I've started watching their dashboard which includes forecasts of supply and demand. And it looks like those two numbers will be awfully close together again tonight, Friday night, between 6 p.m. and 9 p.m., with the margin between what the state demands and what the grid can provide dropping to as little as 1,000 megawatts, which is a thin margin. Hate to say it, but it's not a bad idea to prepare. Let's hope the Friday night lights don't go out tonight. See the show notes for the link to ERCOT's dashboard. Sticking with energy for a moment, data gathered from Orbit is suggesting that methane flares in the Permian Basin may be directly linked to local high temperatures in Texas. Charles Kennedy at the petroleum energy blog oilprice.com says data from a telescope mounted on the International Space Station found 22 significant methane flares in the Permian production area in June, just as Texas began to see hotter than normal temperatures for that time of year. And that data was analyzed by the climate nonprofit Carbon Mapper, who say the methane coming from all of those plumes was measured at over 79 tons per hour. That's equal to the amount of exhaust fumes released by 2.8 million idling cars. Methane has been drawing increasing attention from energy transition advocates and governments, but advocates say nowhere near enough is being spent on locating and mitigating methane flares, especially compared to the effort being poured into carbon dioxide emission reduction. Latest on the Ken Paxton story with the opening of his impeachment proceedings at the Capitol coming up in 12 days, and yes, we're counting. Patrick's VTech at the Texas Tribune writes that conservative activists are not being shy about the pressure they're applying to the senators who will be the jurors in the impeachment trial. Those senators are being threatened with primary challenges. Allies of our thrice indicted, currently suspended, and soon to be impeached attorney general have zeroed in on six senators in particular, not only with direct lobbying, but with conservative media appearances and TV ads. Former GOP lawmaker and current Defend Texas Liberty PAC chairman Jonathan Stickland went on Steve Bannon's online show to say, quote, anyone that votes against Ken Paxton in this impeachment is risking their entire political career, unquote. And they're naming names. Kelly Hancock of North Richland Hills, Brian Hughes of Mineola, Charles Schwertner of Georgetown, Charles Perry of Lubbock, Drew Springer of Munster, and Mays Middleton of Galveston have all been targeted individually for public pressure to stick with Paxton. 
All of this in advance of the complete facts of the case being aired, mind you. There's anything but consensus on the right about all this, though. None other than former Texas Governor Rick Perry dropped an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal yesterday lamenting that his party is working so hard to delegitimize the impeachment proceedings, saying, quote, Republicans once believed in the rule of law, unquote, which itself we don't have time to fully unpack right at the moment. Prominent in the galaxy of new laws, some more ridiculous than others, that will land on our heads one week from today on September 1st is the Death Star Law. As we've talked about, this law will allow the state to preempt most local ordinances it doesn't align with at the state level. KERA in Dallas and writer Christian McFate say that the North DFW college town of Denton has now joined Arlington, Plano, Waco, and the International Municipal Lawyers Association to show support for Houston's lawsuit against HB 2127. Denton Chief of Staff Ryan Adams says the law's language is vague and overly broad, making it unclear how it can be implemented and that it also violates the Texas Constitution in that it undermines the home rule authority that document grants. The first hearing is scheduled for Wednesday, two days before the law takes effect next Friday. A couple of education items today. National news here is the Washington Post's Pravina Somasundaram reports on Granbury Independent School District trustee Karen Lowry, who has been censured by her board for sneaking into a district high school's library to inspect the books there in the dark with flashlights. This happened on August 2nd and has become a point of contention in Granbury. The vote to censure Lowry for violating district access procedures was 5-2, to two, and she was anything but recalcitrant during the hearing, saying, quote, I'm not going anywhere, unquote, to applause from her supporters who made up about half of those in attendance. Lowry's campaign for the school board included a promise to rid Granbury schools of so-called sexually explicit materials, some who spoke at the special meeting called for Lowry's resignation, while others criticized the fact that the incident was investigated at all. Also from the wacky world of Texas education and also a national story, Marianne Martinez of the New York Post reports that a mother of students at Kitty Hawk Middle School in the Judson Independent School District of the San Antonio area says campus officials tried to make her sign a non-disclosure agreement in order to be allowed on campus. Amber Longacre says that as she approached the school building on August 15th, she was met by several school staffers who wanted her to sign an NDA, a legal document that prevents sensitive information from being shared and is normally reserved for private employers who want to prevent leaks. Longacre says those campus staffers, including the armed school resource officer, refused to let her enter the school to even discuss the NDA, even though classes were not in session. She took the matter to Judson ISD Assistant Superintendent of Operations Joseph Guidry, who couldn't explain the presence of an NDA requirement for a parent campus visit, and by the following week, it had been discontinued. One more quick note as we wrap up about ERCOT and the weather. Again, that weather watch continues through this weekend. It's a good idea to make whatever preparations you can in case of a temporary power outage, but the good news is it looks like we'll be returning to what used to be considered normal temperatures for August by Monday. That is mid to upper 90s, which seems easy at this point. And with any luck, we'll be past the worst of this horrible summer weather. At some parts of the state may even see some rain early next week. So be strong and hang in there this weekend, y'all. That's the Progress Texas Daily Dispatch. Today's Texas political news for today's Texas Progressive. Links to all these original stories can be found in our show notes. Progress Texas is a nonprofit media organization promoting progressive 
messages and actions. While campaigns come and go, we're the permanent home for rapid response media and messaging in our state. Learn more about Progress Texas, including how you can support our ongoing work at progresstexas.org. I'm Chris Mosier. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again on Monday.